This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Thank you for coming back to the podcast. For those of you who are new, thank you for joining us in this new format of Q&A. I'm really excited to share today's story around somebody who is experiencing challenges during this period of coronavirus, as are so many of us. And so, as always, your stories are really welcome here. Today, our agenda is around doubling down on our creative businesses or creative passions, pursuits, so that when this period ends or even during it, we can start accruing and having a longer, more serious, long-term vision around what we're building, creating. So first, I'll share the story from this week with this new format. You can share over your stories at helloatmorebyher.com, and I'll share responses to them on the podcast, You Always As Anonymous. Um, and so secondly, I'll be responding to this story and in responding, sharing reflection questions for anyone who is listening, who's experiencing something similar, for all of us truly to think more expansively around what we're creating and how we can best optimize um, in our creation period now. So I'm going to share reflection questions, some perspective from past experiences as a marketing expert, and culture resources. So this episode is particularly helpful for anyone who wants to use this time to go deeper on their creations, on their dreams, and their ambitions, and come out of this period feeling productive. Here's the message I received. I'm an artist specializing in photography, film, and art direction. I relocated from Chicago to Los Angeles four months ago. I quit my nine to five job in advertising, moved out of my apartment and bought a one-way ticket. I didn't have concrete plan, but I was on a mission to seek creative and production opportunities where I can grow professionally and personally as an artist. I wanted a new chapter in my life. This was the first time I lived anywhere outside of my hometown. I slept on my friend's couch for two months, networked, and worked at a restaurant to bring in income for myself. I currently live in a house with three roommates and was hoping to get my own studio by the summer. My prayers were answered when I found an amazing job opportunity at a new up-and-coming production agency. I loved the work that they were creating and the clients they had on their roster. It was surreal. I bought a first car, too, for the job as well. I was an office manager slash receptionist. Even though it wasn't a creative job, I was told by the CEO that I would move to a creative role in eight months to a year commitment. My 30-day trial period aligned with COVID-19's outbreak. Unfortunately, I was let go from the agency three weeks ago. My creative and passionate spirit didn't match their work environment. As I drove home crying and asked God why, I was, I've always struggled with work environments not working out for me. I was overqualified or, quote, too creative to work for them. But now I look at it as a blessing in disguise. 
I didn't start this new chapter in my life to settle or change myself for the sake of others' approval. I had to remind myself that I have a lot to offer and it's time for me to become the freelance artist I know I can be. I really appreciate the transparency and vulnerability of this story. It gives us a really good amount of context into this person's situation. And so I'm going to overarchingly focus in on how we can double down during this period of time. But there's really three approaches to this time that we can all take, or we can take one or the other. But one is really making sure that we're meeting our needs. And I love that there was a mention of the fact that this person is currently, you know, filing for unemployment, doing grocery jobs and finding ways to make money. It's so important right now that your basic needs are actually being met. And if that's at risk, make sure that you are doing the research and being proactive on finding ways and opportunities to make money because there are industries that are hiring. There's definitely a lot in delivery. There's a lot in childcare. There's a lot of online courses and services and education that's being um, consumed at a higher rate than usual because people are social distancing and indoors and not able to show up in person to a lot of these things. So worth tuning into. A second approach to this time is really making sure that we're diversifying, really diversifying our talents and doing so and honing into that because we want to be in a position to enter the workforce and be able to acquire different mediums and modes of making money in the future. And so this one kind of touches on that, which I'd describe more so as honing into your talent. So really doubling down on something that you've already explored as a talent, you've already identified. But how do you package that? How do you really understand that? How do you completely take the time to analyze what's been working for you in the past, really, truly? And so we're going to talk about that now. So when it comes to doubling down on our creative aspirations or our talents or our skills or our business, first we want to think about what, what are we really hoping to double down on, then why are we hoping to double down on it, and how we all actually approach that. So beginning with the what, what do you want to be known for? What is it that you're prioritizing as far as your pursuits right now? And it's really important to put together some level of priority around what your focuses are so that you know how to optimize your time. So you're putting the energy into the right places because it's really easy to get carried away with things that are maybe uh, fourth on our list or fifth on our list. But what's number one? What's number two? What's number three? What are you going to give the most energy because you also have not all the time and the energy in the world. It's so great that some of us are in a position with social distancing to have some more time. But many of us are taking jobs, for instance, in this sharing and the message we received, this person's now putting more energy and time into doing work that maybe yields less income. And so that's definitely something we're taking into consideration as to, depending on our aspirations, what we want to be focusing on. In this story, it stood out to me that being the recognition of being an artist was there. And I loved that. I think it's really hard in these difficult moments to see the silver lining. 
And I loved that this person shared that it was a message that they needed to make a change and take a risk and really go out into the market in this next chapter as a creative freelancer. Their top priorities being photography and videography and art direction. And so my response one back to that is, which one is the top priority? Thankfully, art direction is pretty weaved into photography and videography, but which of those two is number one and would you want to be known for? Because even though we're amazing multi-hyphenated people, the world doesn't understand us as so many things and so many variables. And so which one are you marketing the most of? Which one follows behind that? Um, And how can you start to think about where you want to allocate your energy and your time? What are the best times of day? What are the best hours in your day to actually put the energy in every single day and make sure that you're holding that time and not giving it up for other things. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. Next, thinking about our why. So why are we doubling down on these creative things? We know obviously in this person's instance, they're doubling down because there's a need. They have a clear idea of what they want to achieve next. But what do you want? Uh, What motivates you to pursue your aspirations and goals? What is that why? Think specifically about that dream. Is it super important to you personally? Is it super important to you professionally? Where does it rank? And this is important for you from an organizational standpoint, I think hugely, whether it's personal or professional, people want to understand what value you're going to bring them. And so this last week's episode, I was really focused on mission, last Sunday's episode, and the mission that we share around why we do what we do. This is important for anybody who's creating anything and sharing it with the world because your story is so powerful. And I'll do a later episode on storytelling and the reason for this. But in response to this person's story, the why of working in these spaces, we understand that you felt or were told that you were overqualified and too creative. So... Why do you really want to be a creative freelancer? Why are you really stepping into this next chapter of taking the risk? What is the motivating force other than being rejected from other spaces or feeling not a culture fit and not feeling a fit? We need to put ourselves in the mindset of creating a new story as to why we are doing what we're doing and why we will be successful. So getting to know ourselves during this time is really, truly important. What have you been successful at at the past where have been moments in your life where you've had a state of flow sometimes we discover we work best in partnerships sometimes we discover that we work best alone 
when we have a better understanding of when we are working best, then we know how to recreate that. If we recognize that in the past we've worked really well with people, then maybe a freelance direction isn't the best idea. But if we found that we are really individual contributors and we love working by ourselves, then it's great. And it's worth thinking about when we're creating something like a offering of photography and videography and art direction. That is something that's pretty full stack. It's something that's to the level that a creative production house can offer. And so do you want to market yourself as more of a creative studio, even if you're an individual? What is the marketing that's best going to describe what you're offering and sharing with the world? So now we have an understanding of our what what we're aiming to do and be known for, what we really want to go into the market with, what our aspirations are. We're clear on that. We understand why, why we want to do that and what's worked best for us historically as far as our working style, etc. But now is the time for how. And the how is where all the work happens because once you've gotten really aligned on what you're doing next and why you're doing it, you have the forces for motivating yourself to continue doing it. You have the measures set in place for accountability so that you sustain continuing to do it. Then the how is the work. And so here you want to get really specific on telling your story effectively. And this is so much work, I say, because we have to package ourselves. So what does your website look like currently? Do you have your work there? Do you have clarity on the types of clients that you want to attract as it pertains to this story? We know that you have an interest in photography and videography and probably have some skills there. We'd love to know specifically what kind of clients you'd like to attract. Are those types of clients with money? Because it's really important that you have clients that have a ability to pay you at the end of the day. So even if you're interested in working with musicians who are on the rise and who are um, smaller and don't have the means to provide you as much money how are you balancing that out with clients who have a lot of money and so maybe that's working with bigger musicians which are harder obviously to reach out to but maybe it's also doing more experiential work because a lot of musicians want to be filmed at their concerts for instance and so maybe you're filming at live events for weddings for conferences for different things and it's still able to make it really fun and exciting and showcase your abilities and how that would translate back to a live performance setting for a smaller musician etc and if you're interested in working I'll give another example that pertains to the story if you're interested in doing more portraiture and really doing some beautiful editorial work how can you work with you know, it's really hard to land Vogue in, in, in early in your career. So how can you work with maybe smaller retailers that do have money but are also in a position where they have a really great artistic lens and you feel excited to collaborate with them? Or how can you work with influencers? There's a big economy of people who are freelancing themselves and really needing to continually get new content. And that's a huge opportunity to work with more clients are willing to pay for content because most people are there's such amount of there's so many people in LA especially you're this person is benefiting from having a lot of circumstantial opportunities and it's worth us all thinking about based on our geographic location even though this is not the time to be going outside and having a lot of human interaction there's huge benefits based on your geographic location and tuning into where you live 
and what the economy is and what you're known for and what people are consuming is always going to be really important. Um, there is always riches in niches, they say. So really understanding the types of clients that you want to take on, getting really specific on who they are, what they look like, and then promoting that on your website, promoting that in your portfolio so that folks who are similar to that are also attracted to you. It's really important that we show what we want in the world and we do that to attract more of it. And so getting really buttoned up in the way that we present our businesses out Take a look at your LinkedIn. Are you presenting as this new title that you'd like to be named as? Are you um, buttoned up as far as your ability to share business cards with people? Do you have business cards? This is something for us all to think about. Do you have a business card with what you're doing? I think business cards are a little antiquated personally. I really prefer LinkedIn. So update your LinkedIn. But I know that both are important because everybody, depending on your clients, responds in different ways. It's funny because I can say that all day. I think business cards are antiquated, but I'm also not dealing with clients that are seeking business cards of me. I'm definitely dealing with people who are really technology forward. And um, you have to understand who the type of people that you're interacting with and what works best for them. So it really varies and you're more, it's more important that you appeal to the people that you want to serve than you focus on your needs and what you think is best. There is some level of input and um, value that the, the people who need your services and your products and your art will share with you. We just have to be in a position to really listen. Next, I'm going to share a culture rec that I think ties into this topic super well. So this culture rec is a Google talk. It actually happened a month after I left Google. So sadly, I was not present. But Antoinette M. Clark and Trisha Clark Stone sisters discussed their book double down bet on yourself and and succeed on your terms and the google talk is found on youtube even though i haven't read the book to be honest i loved this talk and so i had to share it they do a really good job of talking about their personal career trajectories they've followed a little bit more of the corporate route than maybe most of you who are listeners who knows um, but it's really worth tuning into them because they do a really good job of talking about the analysis of their careers through all of these changes in industry um, and all these changes in their lives and having to appeal to their parents who are putting a lot of pressure on them to follow very traditional paths. And I love this moment that they mention in this video around having to sit down and write down all of the skills that they had. Because I think oftentimes we just get to this point in life where we feel like, am I talentless? Like, do I do anything? I think I do. I don't think I'm capable of anything. I don't think I do anything. And literally, sometimes it takes sitting down and being like, okay, what are all the things that you do? And all those things have value. What are the things that you've learned? What are the things that you've enjoyed most importantly, of the things that you've learned. Okay, there's an opportunity. That's how we can connect the dots. These are moments that I really enjoyed what I was doing. And the more that we can hone into that, the better off we are. I really also enjoyed their recognition of 
entrepreneurship and also being an entrepreneur within a company and maybe building something. They felt so capable, yet they felt they were also not being given opportunities because they didn't have a pedigree. And they felt like people continued to dismiss them and they weren't sure it was because of their age or their race or their gender or anything, but they knew that they were capable and they proved it to themselves. And I think in many times there are going to be moments where you want to take a risk, but you can have a lot of self-doubt because you don't have that pedigree. But it's worth you really taking the risk, and I love the way that it's described. I highly recommend watching this YouTube video. When you take risks, don't take a risk to be mediocre. Oftentimes we want to take risk and we say, let's just test the waters. And that's our mindset when we approach things. And that's how it looks on the outside. It's like, well, that person's testing it. They're not taking it very seriously. But you testing the waters should look more like you diving in. It's really you taking the plunge and you going all out. And so that means taking yourself seriously as a business. If you're moving into a freelance position, if you're changing things up in any way, take it seriously. Step behind it. Really go for it. Update your website, update your profile, align yourself, set up meetings with people that are interesting to you that are also in the industry and doing what you want to be doing and take yourself seriously and say that you're doing it and really start getting in the position of taking this to the next level, really doubling down, maybe fully not related, but they talked about, you know, sometimes we want to take these freelancing opportunities and we want to be an entrepreneur and then we want to go inward and we want to work at a company again and we want more stability and it's okay through your creative journey to go in and out of different phases of life and different feelings we are natural and human and we evolve like everything does around us so don't be too hard on yourselves I hope you're feeling invigorated after this episode. Doubling down is about being very intense on our things that we care about, on our creations. If they matter to us, we really do want to put the work and energy behind them and not take this time to play around with the ideas of things or skim around the ideas and possibilities, but really put pen to paper and move things forward. Um, because you're deserving of that you really are deserving of achieving all the things that you want in this lifetime and so it's worth you putting the energy towards them I know it's already a stressful period in time and so also with that take care of yourself always prioritize your well-being over all of these things but incremental incremental progress is everything so a little bit, a little bit at a time, a little bit every day, chip it at it. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm so grateful to be a resource to you all during this time. That brings me a huge sense of motivation. I would love to continue to receive your stories. So I think in hearing your stories, I know the impacts that it has for us to see ourselves. And all of our experiences are nuanced, but they are shared and so your story provides transparency and really supports so many people know that thank you for today's story let me know how i can improve this podcast and you can reach out to me at hello at morebyher.com 
with an email, you can leave a review, you can share on social, you can share with a friend, that would be hugely appreciated. I can be found at Anissa Benitez on Instagram, follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at more underscore by underscore her on IG. You're no starving artist, I know this time is stressful, but you are growing through it. I'm growing with you. I appreciate you.